Okay, here we go on a fine Wednesday afternoon. Here's my play in music, ready or not. You are listening to KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is The Midnight Skeptic. The views of The Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not, necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, here we go. I just noticed uh, a, a rather strange coloration down here in my throat. It's just an odd shadow, I think. It's not a wound or anything, so all of my thousands and thousands of viewers on YouTube can rest assured I'm fine and I'm over the cold or flu or whatever it is I had. I just uh, slept a little longer, drank more fluids, and uh, took it easy. My Voice is just a, a little bit crackly today, but uh, I have my trusty grape juice. Mm. Okay, this is the Midnight Skeptic Show number 107. It'll be broadcast out to uh, the world uh, on Sunday the 12th at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which I call Petaluma Time. And uh, all you have to do worldwide, everybody, is kpca.fm. Uh, Anchor, um, the people that collect podcasts and broadcasts like this one, disseminates it through a number of sites all around the world. So I appreciate them for that. But uh, you don't have to do www. any of that stuff. Just kpca.fm. And today that I'm recording the show, it's Wednesday the 8th of February. And <clears throat> I'm going to remind you all who may not, for whatever reason, have listened to this show before or watched this show on YouTube, uh, that The Midnight Skeptic is proudly woke. And um, as we speak, I'm having some t-shirts made up to that effect. And um, it'll say, uh, if everything comes out right, The Midnight Skeptic, and then uh, YouTube, and then a little ampersand uh, and sign, kpca.fm. And um, what was the other one? Oh, locally, if you actually listen to this on your AM FM radio, uh, we are at FM 103.3 FM. Okay. And um, listen to, uh, if you tune in on your FM's radio to uh, KPCA uh, 103.3 FM, uh, please give a listen to pr the Project Censored show. Uh, it's going on 3 o'clock right now. Uh, so they're 
over for today, but they go from one to two. And uh, Mickey Huff has a lot of interesting guests on his show. And uh, um, I've said before, and I'll say it again, he is almost, almost as lefty as I am politically. Okay. And any listeners or watchers out there that want to send hate mail or death threats or, oh, dare I say, even constructive criticism, please send it to um, the Midnight Skeptic, uh, the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. It's all lowercase. It's all one smushed together word. Okay. And my catchphrase uh, that I came up with about two months ago. I am trying in my own small way to rid this country of GOP MAGAhead Republicans one broadcast at a time. Okay, shout outs. And um, happy birthday to KPCALP 103.3 FM six years ago at noon on February 2nd, which was Groundhog Day that day, uh, in 2017. KPCA began streaming um, The Midnight Skeptic and then other that was their first day of operation as a radio station. Uh, but they began uh, streaming uh, The Midnight Skeptic that Tuesday night at 6 o'clock for an hour. Uh, I used to be on Tuesdays, and then I had cards printed up with my picture on it sitting at the uh, KPCA radio um, studio with all these buttons and whistles that I knew nothing about. Uh, thank goodness for my uh, audio engineer, Dennis, who showed me how to operate it. And uh, there's really only about five or six that you really need to work. Uh, the others, I don't know what they're for, but um, I got through it and the rest is history. And then a couple of years later, uh, KPCA came up with the ability to uh, receive uh, electronically transmitted shows from like your home, like this, my home, and, uh, and then rebroadcast it so I didn't have to go into the radio station anymore to do this. And then about a half a year, I, I forget exactly when, but uh, my son said, hey, dad, why don't you put this up on YouTube? Well, I had no idea how to do that, but he does. So he set up initially a little broadcast booth out in our garage with a desk and a microphone. And he actually came up with a teleprompter uh, for the first couple of YouTube shows. That didn't work out too well because uh, it goes at a certain speed. I sound like I'm just reading and was not good. Okay, so we migrated back into the house. This is the room where I do my tutoring. I still have about three students that I work with, all of them from 
Casa Grande High School, which is a very good school, about six, seven blocks down the street. So I uh, had to get a camera. I'm pointing right at this camera on top of the computer. He showed me how to go to YouTube, download it, and send it into uh, YouTube. And uh, so, yeah, here I am. So I'm on YouTube. I'm worldwide on kpca.fm and, uh, uh, and locally, I think our signal, our actual FM signal doesn't get over to Katati or it may get to Sebastopol, certainly doesn't get over to Sonoma. So anyway, locally, 103.3 FM. So enjoy. Uh, whew, it uh, remained on Tuesday for a while. They, okay, the station made a decision to move me to 9 to 10 o'clock on Sundays, which is where I am now. Okay. Oh, I'm certainly off my notes here, although I wrote all this stuff down. Um, the, the rest, as they say, is history. Rant on, Midnight Skeptic. Okay, now, uh, go to uh, projectcensored.org. Order yourselves uh, the signed copy of the book, The State of the Free Press 2023. It's out now and has been for four or five weeks anyway. And uh, it's written by Mickey Huff and uh, Andy, Roth, Andy Lee Roth. Okay, and uh, if you call in soon, uh, they'll send you a signed copy. I think Mickey still remembers how to sign his name. Anyway, it's well worth it. Their byline is the news that didn't make the news. All right, get yourself a copy. Okay, uh, shout out, shout out, shout outs. Locally, Tom Gaffey at the Phoenix, Nariman, Keith and Cody, Tom and Nancy, Kevin and Lori and Katati, Dave and Rosie up in Sacramento. Uh, Sebastopol, Rich and Kathy Berger, uh, down in Tiburon, Dennis and Megan, San Francisco, Yvonne Santos, all of these people tune in now and then, not regularly. I don't even know if I have any regular listeners. Anyway, uh, people have busy lives. Okay. Oh, where am I? I'm off my notes. Pacifica, Stan and Kathy, uh, LA, Jackie. Uh, and her two daughters, Melanie and Samantha, they tune in occasionally. Over to Arizona, uh, my brother Brandon and his wife Vicki, and then their daughter Andrea, who's a nurse there. Please, please, please take care of yourselves, Andrea. Uh, wear your PPE. And then her husband Tim and their three uh, little kids. Karina Hilliard, the snake lady in Patagonia, Arizona. Uh, Arkansas, Shannon Reed, Florida. Nelson and Alice and Amelia Beamer. Uh, North Carolina in the Raleigh-Durham area. Dr. Dave Rubin, my favorite lung doctor. And up to Long Island, Geraldine Goldfinger. And then last but not least, all the Sonora crowd. Robert and Colleen, Bob and Sandy. 
um, Brad and Martha, Martha, who is also a nurse, a CNA, wear your PPE. And, uh, okay, uh, I, I don't have these written down. Darrell, Judy, Leonidas, uh, Lynn Quayle, Kathy Francis, and then down to Mexico City, Rosamalia Negrete, Rosamalia Lopez Negrete, and then John Gleason up in Twain Hart and his two daughters who, one of them's down south, one of them's in Minnesota, but occasionally they listen in and I will certainly be sending them all a t-shirt as soon as they all get printed up. I don't know when that'll be. I'm, I'm in no hurry about it. Okay, and uh, kind of good news uh, on a personal note. Uh, Kaiser Hospital, um, they've been taking care of me because I have an underlying blood condition that uh, makes me short of breath. Uh, and you guys out there could hear this uh, for the last two shows. I was kind of coughing and wheezing and, uh, well, short of breath. Um, and I was in the hospital for about three days back in the early part of January. And I got a call from the uh, finance department of, uh, of Kaiser down in San Rafael. And uh, I, I had totally forgotten I had done this. But about three years ago, this is before the COVID shutdown, I had filled out a form uh, for financial aid because uh, I was in the hospital then for a couple of days for another thing I won't go into. <coughs> and then uh, the finance lady was going through her records and she had noticed that I was uh, admitted to the hospital. Well, she called me up and said, uh, you're still eligible for uh, wiping out all my co-payments. Whoa, okay, I didn't expect that, but I'll take it. I've always been a fan of Kaiser. My entire working life uh, since the Navy in college, which goes back way ways, uh, I've been with Kaiser. And uh, I have nothing bad to say about them. Once in a while, uh, it takes a bit long to get something done or see a doctor that you're supposed to see, but I have really no gripes. Okay, that's the good news. Okay, onward to my weekly rant okay bad news horrible news stupid news the orange sociopathic bloat bag and by now you all know who i mean by that i will not say the previous guy's name ever again and i when his picture comes up on the tv i always fast forward through it i don't want to hear him i don't want to see him He's a nightmare that I just want to get past. And hopefully this country and the Republican Party, which I am still registered as, will get past him with a small h. Okay, where am I? Uh, the orange sociopathic bloat bag has called for, uh, can you believe this? the public and parents to elect school principals. Ah, 
by students' parents, he said in a campaign video on Thursday, uh, the 2nd of uh, this month, February. And, quote, we need more, quote, unquote, patriotic teachers. And patriotic and patriotism and patriot is just a word that's been stolen slash co-opted by MAGA heads uh, as a marketing word to be used to uh, gin up the base. Nah. Okay. Uh, okay. If Republicans had their way, uh, we would be closer and closer to a Nazi regime where patriotic Germans all wear the same uniform and mm, hail Trump. And there were a few people that actually did that. Um, okay. More bad news. I'm sorry, but uh, I've promised my listeners and watchers out there that I will start every show with good news. Well, I tried to give you some good news, although that wasn't actually in my notes. Okay, um, bad news. Chaya Ratchik. Okay, this is her name. Capital C-H-A-Y-A Ratchik. Capital R-A-C-H-I-K. She is the founder of Libs of TikTok, which is a totally anti-LGBTQ Twitter account. And she has 1.3 million followers on this. She's a former real estate agent. I guess she didn't exercise her sales skills well enough. Okay, on December 27th of uh, 2022, that's uh, two months ago, I guess, was revealed on Fox News, her identity. She'd been just an anonymous Twitterer until uh, she came on uh, Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson's show. And uh, she created Libs of TikTok in uh, April of 2021 in Brooklyn. I guess that's her hometown. And she started by just reposting uh, cherry-picked tapes that were posted by LGBTQ community people. And, of course, she picked out the worst ones that she could find. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know. Anybody that knows uh, Chaya Rachik, just go slap her on the cheek for me, would you please? The harder the better. All right. Horrible, creepy, Christian propaganda news. Have I said before that I am anti-all religions, uh, especially creepy Christians, especially creepy Southern Baptist Christians. Okay, I don't know if these guys are uh, Southern Baptists or not, but they're creepy. Okay, um, and, and I got this from Raw Story, R-A-W-S-T-O-R-Y, on the 3rd of February. Hobby Lobby founder David Green is behind the quote-unquote He Gets Us movie ads that are being aired uh, 
during the NFL playoff games and will be aired during the Super Bowl. Uh, this guy is rich, the owner of Hobby Lobby. He is spending $3 billion, with a B, to, quote-unquote, rebrand Jesus. That he understands the human condition. Uh, did uh, David Green go back in time and meet Jesus? Uh, rhetorical question. Okay. Uh, rebrand Jesus, that he understands the human condition, highly doubtful, that he was a refugee. Well, that's true. If there was a historical Jesus, he was a refugee. And that he uh, confronted racism with love. Well, I hope he did. Uh, he should have if he didn't. Okay, now, this is a project of the Servant Foundation, uh, doing, business in, uh, doing business as the Sigratory. Uh, okay, I'll spell that out for you in case you want to Google it. Capital S-I-G-R-A-T-U-R-Y. I have no idea what that means. It's, it sounds like some kind of a religious term to me. Uh, but it's a Kansas, the state of Kansas, non-profit. In other words, a Christian money-making scam, really. <coughs> okay. Finally, uh, a bit of good news here. Happiness lessons. Okay, I rarely uh, recommend uh, viewing a TED Talk. On, uh, on your internet, but this one, I stumbled upon it, and uh, I highly recommend that you watch this. It's not that long, and it's by uh, Dobbert, uh, Dr. Robert Waldinger. Uh, he's a Harvard psychiatrist. He's in his early 70s, and um, he authored this book called The Good Life. And it talks about this 75-year-long Harvard study of adult development and happiness. Um, he didn't start the study. I mean, he, there have been a number of uh, leaders of this 75-year study. Uh, and uh, they picked out a number of uh, 9, 10, 11-year-old kids 75 years ago and uh, followed them with questionnaires um, and measurements, you know, blood tests, everything. They just did everything, seeking to find out the secret of happiness. And, uh, well, studies like this, I think they started out with, I don't know, 350 or so, I you can hear the actual numbers. But, you know, over the course of 75 years, well, some people die. Some people just don't want to do it anymore. So the way these studies end up being uh, 
you end up with uh, 30 or 40 people that are still with the study after 75 years. And um, within the last 15, 20 years, some of their wives have, uh, uh, well, insisted that they be studied as well, even though they didn't go back all the way to uh, the beginning of the study 75 years ago. Okay. Uh, studies such as this, uh, sociological or psychological or psychiatric clinical studies, uh, just got guys volunteer. Well, there's an automatic gender uh, bias in these studies. Uh, but anyway, uh, they did start studying the women, meaning their wives, uh, fairly recently. Okay, I'm off my notes again. And it was uh, done by Harvard, uh, Study of Adult Development. And I'm urging my thousands uh, of listeners and viewers to watch the TEDx uh, talk by Dr. Waldinger, capital W-A-L-D-I-N-G-E-R. And he did this TED talk on November 30th of uh, 2015 about the 75-year study of adult development. It's great. And in the book, he mentions uh, specifically as a way to calm yourselves, to seek peace of mind and happiness. One of the things he mentioned briefly was petting your cat. I've been telling you guys that for a long time now. I'm thoroughly convinced that, uh, well, it applies to your dog too. If you have a dog, I don't have a dog. Um, and one thing that is mentioned in the book about religion, uh, religious people are no more or no less happy than um, non-religious people. So uh, two things that I, that the Midnight Skeptic wholly agrees with. And uh, I say at the end of my show, every show, uh, and most importantly, pet your cats. And uh, my listeners and viewers out there know that I am more than just non-religious. I'm kind of anti-religion. I've said on many shows that all religions are misogynistic and detrimental to the humanness of people here on earth. Okay, enough of that. Please watch it. And uh, if, if you think it's good, uh, let me know. The Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. Okay, good news. The Chinese spy balloon, which in my opinion is just a big nothing burger, uh, it caused quite a foo-foo in... Uh, Republican circles, and the idiotic MAGA head response. Okay, Republicans only want to be able to point fingers at Biden and blame him for not reacting more forcefully. Republicans and MAGA heads would say, shoot it down, ask questions later. Um, the, three of these Chinese um, you know, spy balloons, I guess, uh, came over this country during the uh, Trump administration and, uh, well, almost unknown. Um, the uh, uh, National Defense Agency, the NSA, knew about them, sort of. Uh, 
but nobody was really informed about it. Uh, least of all, the uh, orange sociopathic bloat bag. Um, I, in my notes here, I say three at least uh, Chinese spy balloons came over the U.S. during the administration of the orange sociopathic bloat bag. And uh, Biden, on Wednesday, and on Wednesday, they were, the balloon was kind of transiting from uh, 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 Wyoming to Kansas, heading east, and he said, shoot it down. This is on Wednesday, when it's safe and appropriate. All right. Well, the, the Pentagon decided to shoot it down as soon as it got off the east coast of the United States, near Myrtle Beach is where they figured out it was uh, going out to sea. So they did shoot it down, and now we're collecting um, all of the spy stuff that was attached to this balloon. And it's like a intelligence treasure trove for us. We're going to analyze it. It's in the uh, FBI laboratories at Quantico, Virginia, uh, as we speak, and they're pouring over the equipment. And uh, so, of course, the Republicans just want to play the blame game and point fingers. And uh, okay, anyway. <sighs> On my Facebook page, Dave Murphy, um, I announce every week, you know, with my glorious picture there, what I'm going to be talking about on this show. And uh, I think I posted it on Monday and then wrote, you know, a paragraph about what I'm going to be talking about. This show primarily is going to be about the sordid, sewage-infested history of the Republican Party here in the United States. Okay. Whew. And it kind of pains me to say that or say these things about the Republican Party because um, I, I am still, mostly out of sheer laziness, a, re a registered Republican when... Um, Nixon, okay, I'm getting a call here, but, okay, it's nobody. Um, when Nixon reduced the voting age to 18, well, I went down and registered, and I uh, registered as a Republican. That was, I don't know, the kind of thing. I was not very political back then as uh, compared to right now where I am uber political, not to mention woke. Okay, now, uh, the main topic of the Midnight Skeptic Show tonight, the descent of the Republican Party into hateful religiosity and anti-science beliefs and being owned by big corporate interests. All right, that's what they are now. And I am still a registered Republican. Okay. Here we go. In the 50s and 60s, uh, FDRs, that's Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal Coalition, uh, union people, working people, blacks, uh, fell apart, uh, meaning voters uh, fell away from uh, the Franklin Roosevelt's uh, Democratic Party. Republicans 
had always been against Social Security and other government social safety net programs that benefited the middle class and lower class. After Lyndon Baines Johnson, uh, the president right after Kennedy, signed the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Voting Rights Act, Southern Democrats rapidly exited the party. These so-called Dixiecrats flocked to the Republican Party. The phrase, states' rights, their mantra, meant that the states, meaning the southern states, could determine who could vote, how they could vote, and what requirements there were. It's kind of like the GOP today who are throwing up all these barriers to people just voting. Um, states' rights was opposed to civil rights. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. Which are, I'm talking civil rights, which are the rights of citizens to political and social freedom and equality. Dixiecrats, or sometimes called the Solid South, or sometimes called the Southern Bloc, were racist voters whose essential one issue was preserving white privilege. Uh, before this term privilege uh, even came into its current wide usage, and it is now freaking out the GOP MAGA-head Republicans. Whites don't have privilege. Uh, that's CRT. Okay. Uh, Strom Thurmond, senator from South Carolina, 1954 to 2003. He made it to 100 years of age before he got out of the Senate. Uh, and champion of the filibuster, the real one, where you had to actually get up and speak for hours and hours and hours. He was a, his favorite tactic for delaying these civil rights bills. Okay, okay, so that was Strom Thurmond and George Wallace, governor of Alabama for four terms and a staunch segregationist. He was another one. Remember him standing in the doorway of... Uh, uh, University of Alabama to block the entrance of a couple of uh, black students. Okay, Robert Byrd, a senator from West Virginia, another long-lived guy. He was an organizer for his local chapter of, you ready for this, the KKK in West Virginia. These guys were the embodiment of 50s, 60s, and 70s racism. Okay, now moving ahead in our country's history. This is, I'm concentrating on bashing Republicans here. Ronald Reagan, who was originally a Democrat and head of the Screen Actors Guild, he was a union guy. He switched over to the uh, Republican Party in 1962. 
uh, during the Kennedy administration. And he said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party, the party left me. He was a Franklin Delano Roosevelt supporter and tried to get uh, Dwight Eisenhower to run in 1952 as a Democrat. Well, uh, Eisenhower ran in that election, but he was a Republican. And he, I, meaning Eisenhower, was not an ideological Republican. He was a middle of the road, very pragmatic, uh, unspectacular president. Okay, all right. Uh, the party left me, FDR, run as a Democrat, 1952. Okay, he was, Eisenhower, was not a Southern-style racist. No, uh, I'm talking about Reagan here. Ah. Reagan was not a Southern-style racist, however, but in deciding to run again for president in the 1980 election, he had failed to get the uh, Republican nomination a couple of elections before 1980. But in the 1980 election, uh, he came under the influence of the, oh God, far right moral majority founded by Jerry Falwell and Paul Weyrich, who was the founder of the Heritage Foundation, a, a radical right-wing uh, think tank. And uh, it was Paul Weyrich, a capital W-E-Y-R-I-C-H, who coined the term moral majority. The Reaganomics of his, meaning Reagan's two terms, emphasized tax reduction on corporations and the wealthy, unrestricted free market activity, as do GOP positions today. Uh, okay, moving along a little further, two uh, terms for Reagan. Um, George H.W. Bush, who was Reagan's vice president, uh, won the 1988 presidential election, championing, uh, you ready for this? Prayer in schools, capital punishment, and gun rights. And he ran, he was the one who ran these Willie Horton um, political racist ads against uh, Dukakis, his uh, Democratic opponent. Uh, Dukakis uh, had a program where incarcerated uh, people in Massachusetts could uh, have weekend passes. Well, one of them, Willie Horton, raped a lady. And, oh, man, that's all the Republicans needed to jump on it and claimed that Dukakis had a swinging door in uh, Massachusetts prisons. Mm, mm. Uh, the ad was totally racist. We should all be afraid of blacks. Uh, Paul Weyrich, okay. <sighs> George Bush, okay, racist ad. Okay, all right, cut ahead more. Uh, Bill Clinton, 
uh, defeated uh, George H.W. Bush in the 1992 election and served uh, two terms um, presiding over the longest period of peacetime economic expansion in U.S. history. Uh, as Yogi Berra once said, you could look it up. If you don't believe the midnight skeptic, and I don't know why you wouldn't, but you can go and look it up. Uh, he failed, um, that's Clinton, he failed to get his national health care reform plan passed due to the Republicans controlling Congress. Uh, Clinton left office in 2001 with um, some of the highest approval ratings uh, in American history, in the history of American polling about the presidency, uh, despite the Monica Lewinsky scandal and the attempted impeachment of him by Republicans. Okay. Uh, that, that, uh, uh, except for the first couple of years, the GOP controlled Congress. Okay. George Bush, okay, the son of George H.W. Bush, uh, describing himself as a compassionate conservative. There ain't no such thing. Um, the Midnight Skeptic is telling you all out there, there are no real compassionate conservatives. Okay. Uh, he won, uh, George Bush, the 2000 election over Al Gore, remember him, uh, the environmentalist, as a Supreme Court ruling to stop the Florida vote recount, in effect, handed the presidency to George Bush. Mm. And uh, Dr. Evil, uh, his running mate, uh, oh, brain freeze time. No, it'll pop into my mind. Um, and one of the things that President Bush went out on the campaign trail, I mean, after he won the election, and tried to convince the people that they would be better off if Social Security were privatized. And that's one of the things that Republican MAGA heads want to do today. All right. Uh, okay, here we go. Barack Obama... Where am I? Okay, got plenty of time still. Uh, Barack Obama won the 2008 election over John McCain, um, Republican from Arizona. Um, do you remember the uh, ex-governor of Alaska who was his running mate? <laughs> Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin. She was a proto-MAGA head before there were real MAGA heads. Um, Let's see, Barack Obama, Barack Obama. And he immediately worked uh, to fix the uh, global financial crisis with a major uh, pledge, a major money stimulus pledge. Now, the economy went into the tank during the last year or year and a half of uh, George Bush's uh, last four years. And 
the world was teetering on the uh, brink of collapse, uh, we had a couple of financial institutions, and I didn't write their names down, that collapsed and just went out of business. Uh, housing prices uh, collapsed, uh, people lost a lot of money, but we needed the stimulus package, although the Republicans were against it. Okay, the big thing is that um, Obama got passed in his first two years where he had help from Congress because Democrats controlled it, was the um, uh, Affordable Care Plan, Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, uh, better known as Obamacare. The Republicans thought, and somewhat rightly, that if they called it Obamacare, people would hate it because they don't want no black guy telling us what to do with our health plan. Okay, and in 2009, uh, shortly after Obama was elected, the Tea Party movement came along. Uh, and it's a part of the Republican Party and the, within the GOP erupted in 2019, mainly uh, against Obam Obamacare and large government, and they wanted lower government spending, but anger over having a black president was their main gripe. And uh, you can't convince me that Tea Party, uh, quote unquote, patriots were not out and out racists. Okay. And I say on my notes, over, so I got it means I got to turn the page. Okay, now we're cutting ahead again. The orange sociopathic bloat bag now is ready to rip off a national scab and MAGA racists ooze out of the wound in 2008 during Barack Obama's presidential campaign. Do you remember birtherism? Um, it took hold in the GOP and held on despite Obama's release of his long-form birth certificate and contemporaneous birth announcements in Hawaii newspapers. A May 2011, that's um, 11 years ago, I guess, a May 2011 poll by the Gallup uh, poll company found that 13% of all American adults and uh, one-fourth of Republicans doubted Obama's birth. And if he wasn't born in this country, then he was not eligible uh, to be elected president, which would be fine with them. Um, the orange sociopathic bloat bag went on all sorts of talk shows and uh, claiming that he sent his personal private detectives over to Hawaii to check records and kept saying things like, you wouldn't believe what they found. Well, none of these talk show hosts uh, called him on that and said, well, tell us what they found. 
he was not going to do it. In fact, I think he probably lied about sending people over to Hawaii to check on Obama's uh, legitimate birth. Okay. Birtherism took hold in the GOP and held on despite Obama's release of his long-form birth certificate and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm through riffing on that. Okay, cut now to British TV producer Mark Burnett, capital B-U-R-N-E-T-T, -T, uh, TV producer. He came up with the idea for a reality show called The Apprentice on NBC here in the U.S. Uh, it first aired in 2004, uh, and it ran for 14 uh, years. It ran, okay, my math is off. Started in 2004, and it ran till 2015. Uh, that's 11 years, but, you know, the article I was reading said 14 years. Okay, doesn't matter. More than a decade. Burnett approached the orange sociopathic bloat bag in 2003 about a new quote-unquote reality show with the orange sociopathic bloat bag as businessman slash host. Businessman host to ultimately select the best candidate out of two teams to be the apprentice. The orange sociopathic bloat bag initially said that, and this is a quote, reality TV was for the bottom feeders of society. But the show became so popular uh, that the, I'm going to have to say this, that the Trump name and brand became associated in GOP minds with quote-unquote success of his, you know, his resorts, his properties, his golf courses, uh, his products. Uh, do you remember steaks? Yeah. And uh, charities. Okay. He decided uh, in 2015 to come down the golden escalator uh, with his rent-a-wife right behind him to announce his run for the, the president. And this happened on June 16th, 2015. Do you all remember that happening? Uh, he was fired by NBC for his racist speech on that day, announcing his Republican candidacy. Uh, do you remember, they don't send us their best people. There's crime, they're rapists, they're drug people. I got a, excuse me, I got a sip. Grape juice. Okay, I lost my place on my notes. Okay. Anyway, NBC fired him. Uh, there was one year uh, recently that Arnold Schwarzenegger 
I took over hosting the show. That just didn't work. And and I like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was the governor of California, and of course a uh, action movie hero. Uh, but he's even though he was a Republican governor, he was quite liberal in his outlook. Okay, I, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, the orange sociopathic bloat bag won the GOP nomination despite. No GOP politician liking him. He's not a very likable guy. He's a A-S-S-H-O-L-E. Uh, he came out right away with his red MAGA hat and began holding rallies for GOP MAGA heads, uh, aggrieved losers, uh, who also just wanted to own the libs. Mm. Um, that is a recurrent theme. Now, they don't say that uh, in that many words, own the libs, but that is what they want. Anything that's progressive or liberal or might have come from a Democratic candidate or politician, they're against it. Yeah. And they object to the fact that uh, uh, Democrats and progressives claim that they, these heartland, aggrieved, lower class people vote against their own best interests. Uh, I, I don't care if they don't raise the taxes on corporations and the wealthy. I don't care as long as we get prayer in schools and Trump will protect us from those trannies and the LGBTQ plus Q people. Okay. Um, and scientists don't know anything. Uh, burning fossil fuels is good for us, I bet. They're trying to fool us. All right. Okay, enough of that rant. Okay. Um, Anti-immigrant speech. He won the GOP nomination. In 2016 uh, election, he won because he uh, won more of the electoral college, which is something that I'll riff on at some future show. That... Uh, electoral college thing just has to be changed. Um, let's see, and and he lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton in 2016 by about roughly about three thousand, uh, three million votes. And and I've said on other shows he had help from uh, Russia who attempted through various means online and through their chatbots to tip the scales toward Trump away from Hillary. Now, there's no way of knowing uh, how many votes were successfully swung to Trump from Hillary just because potential Hillary voters uh, through lies and Russian bots fill their minds with uh, 
anti-Hillary screeds. Uh, there's no way to know exactly. And it's water under the bridge now anyway. Um, okay, won the GOP nomination and he won. Despite Hillary Clinton getting three million more votes, he, the orange sociopathic bloat bag, uh, ran again on the Republican ticket in 2020 against Joe Biden, our current president, and lost something he will never admit. And any Republican who actually says, oh boy, I've really got to speed this up. Despite Hillary Clinton getting 3 million more votes, he ran again in 2020. Uh, Biden got 7 million more votes and won the Electoral College 306 to 232. January 6th, 2021, insurrection of the MAGA heads ensued. The courts and tax filings show that the orange sociopathic bloat bag was not wealthy, but it was all smoke and mirrors and debt and uh, uh, it, it, he's not a real good businessman. Now, the Republican Party is in its death throes, I hope. Uh, the MAGA wing versus just the everyday crazy wing of the Republican Party and responsible Republicans in 2019 formed the Lincoln Project to work against the orange sociopathic bloat bag in the 2020 election. And in 2022, Democrats kept a hold of the Senate, but lost a small, tiny majority in the House. Um, and the House of Representatives now is just crazy and uncontrollable. Uh, Kevin McSpineless is elected speaker after uh, 15 different votes. Uh, uh, that's all, I, I've got to play my out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, this is uh, 59 minutes. Uh, KPCA has cut me off about a minute ago, but I'm still on uh, YouTube. But I've got a. I might as well just say goodbye to all my YouTube watchers as well. So this is the end of the recording. <laughs>